Dan. Edie. <laughs> you again are the constant on this podcast. Come on, boys. Come yeah. on, boys. You know, trying to hold it down for us here. But uh, yeah, good to have you back. You know? Yes, I am back. Chris is not. His whole family is sick. Um, I, that family's sick a lot. Yeah, seems to be that way. Who's the weak one? I'm wondering who it is. Is it? Do you think it is it Chris or is it Katie? Who's the weak one? Who's the one who's given these children the sickness gene? Because you know there's always that person, right? Yeah. Like, who just gets more sick than everybody else? Yeah, And right. all you can do is blame their parents, I guess. So who do you think is the weak one? That's a really tough question. Um, from what I know between the two of them, I don't think they get sick. They, I don't know of them of getting sick very often themselves. But if I'm putting this on either of them, just by sheer human grit and the ability to fight infection, I think I have to blame Chris. Okay. I okay. do. From a genetic standpoint, like you said, you know, right now they both keep themselves in great shape, eat healthy, whatever. There's only so much you can fight, right? You got to fight the good fight. <laughs> and I think, I think it might be him. I think, okay. I think the, the, the wear and tear of, of what pit football has done to that man over the years just has his, his system is compromised from such events and he just can't fight the battles like he could as a child. So that's what I'm going with. Okay. I like that one. I like that. Cause I was trying to figure out like a Katie angle, but like I've met Katie's family and like, they don't seem like people who get sick. Right. They just, they seem like people who push on. Right. I know Chris gets sick and he can't do anything for days. Oh, gone out. Yeah. The man flu. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, I've been, uh, been charged with that as well. Uh, having the man flu and and going (laughs) down pretty hard whenever I get sick and maybe deservedly so sometimes, but he certainly falls in that category for sure. Yeah. So Chris be nicer to your, uh, I don't know, like get more vitamin C in that house, less protein. (laughs) <laughs> more vitamin C. That's what it's I think about. That's right? the key, right? Yeah. 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 Katie grew up in that thin Wisconsin air. They had to fight through the cold. You know, having a cold wasn't wasn't a thing up there. You lived with having a cold because you had to experience the cold constantly. So pump that vitamin C through there. Let's exactly. get you know, for for not leaving your house. The 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 kids are the one out roaming the streets at daycare, bringing this sickness in. Maybe I don't know. We've got to we've got to pump some vitamin C in that yeah. household. Got to figure it out. Definitely got to <laughs> figure it out. Absolutely. <laughs> well, welcome to the brunch breakdown. Chris is not here. Hope everybody in your house is uh, feeling better, Chris. And uh, it's me and Dan. Dan's in Pittsburgh. Didi's out here in Los Angeles. And today on the brunch breakdown, we've got a cool villains graphic that we're going to talk about. This is like graphic brunch is what we're doing. Villain. Well, actually, that doesn't sound good, but you know what? (laughs) That's what we're going to go with. Graphic brunch. We got the cool villains graphic from some of your famous uh, TV TV and movie villains. So we'll talk about that. We've got a cool 2005 music thing we're going to do. Dan has a taste test that I don't know anything about and what we're listening to so we are going to get things started with an awesome menu like we always do with dan telling everybody where they can find us on the brunch breakdown of course anywhere you listen to podcasts you will find the brunch breakdown 
all of your favorites. Yeah, Apple, Spotify, Google, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Audible, everywhere, anywhere you find podcasts, you can find The Brunch Breakdown. New episodes come your way every Thursday. Of course, we always encourage you to hit follow, hit subscribe, let those episodes come to you, download, take them on the go, listen whenever you want each and every Thursday morning. Of course, we have full video episodes. We talk about how this is going to be a graphic brunch. Take that as you will. Uh, so you're going to want to see some of those visuals and you can check those out on our full video episodes, which also release on Thursdays. Uh, they premiere at noon Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific. And of course, on demand, anytime you want to watch after that, you can check those out. Uh, wherever we're on social media, give us a follow. We follow you back everywhere on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Triller, and TikTok. Of course, follow us there. And last but certainly not least, we give you what we're listening to each and every week. And we present to you the sounds of brunch each and every week, uh, every Friday, or whenever the lazy bums give me their songs, uh, is when that playlist gets updated exclusively <laughs> on Spotify. Just search sounds of brunch. All right. I'm sorry, Dan. <laughs> it's I'm, not just it's not just you. Yeah. I mean, it is both of you, but you know. It's fully both of you. Yeah, I dude, I was busy last week. God damn it. I was very busy last week. But yeah, and speaking of that shameless plug, uh, every Monday and Wednesday on Triller and then eventually yeah. on Instagram and then the clips are on YouTube. I am hosting Holly. I'm hosting uh, Next Gen News with an awesome girl named Fiona Ziering on uh, Hollywire. So go check that out. Hollywire Next Gen News on Triller on Monday and Wednesdays at 3 p.m. And then it'll go a bunch of different places. So. Yeah. That's amazing, man. Check that yeah, out. Definitely check that out, too, for yes. sure. Yes, definitely check that out. All, All right. right. Well, now let's get into uh, get some stuff off our chest here. And uh, I want to I want to start because I, I missed last week. Yeah. Yeah. You're a little backed up when you're yeah. uh, you know, stuff that's been bothering you. So let it rip. All right. Stop talking about gas prices. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, please stop talking about gas prices. Here's why. Uh, um gas prices they do suck because for people who because there's a lot of people I mean hey this is expensive so like hey people got to go places but that's the whole reason why i don't think we should talk about gas prices because we all have to drive we all have to go places and if we have to cut back on things we will have to cut back on things and it won't be gas <laughs> so if it means you have to order more spaghetti or you have to buy more hot dogs or whatever it is in your household we all have to do that we're all gonna have to be cutting back here and cutting back there as gas prices just continue to hike i hope they don't go much higher but guess what stop talking about it because we all need gas we're not gonna stop driving we all have to get to work dan you're not gonna start walking to work are you nope not a chance (laughs) exactly neither am i neither is my wife neither is anybody it's just like i watched this sad news sad local news segment where they're in front of the gas they're in front of the the prices there and they're talking all this sad stuff they're talking to somebody says the sad thing sad thing this last guy he just goes i mean what am i supposed to do not get gas (laughs) and that's the end of the port i was like yeah that's it he's the voice of the people literally stop talking about gas prices like i feel bad for anybody who it's it's struggling and all that but like we gotta go places we gotta get places like we gotta work stop talking about gas prices it's stupid i hate it the conversation's dumb (laughs) oh man i'm so glad you said that i'm kind of i can't believe i didn't use that as mine i completely agree with you like the more we talk about it the like the higher the chance that they're gonna fall is like no 
No, talking about it isn't going to do complaining about it isn't going to do anything. Yep. And like finding different things, like you have to legitimately like do a little bit of research if you want to know why they're going up so high. You're just point to one thing. It's because of this or because of this person. It's like relax. Like we've gone through these cycles before and we come out of it with the high gas prices. So just stop complaining and yeah, if you want to get on your bike, you know, yeah. then deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and like for people who are like, oh, it's the president. I'm like, gas prices never have anything to do with any president. So <laughs> right. none of them. They have nothing to do with any of the presidents that we've ever had. So please stop saying that too. You just sound dumb. But like right. gas prices, I like I don't know why everybody lo- wants to just keep talking about them. It's stupid. Oh, it's not going to so change. Annoying. It's not going to change so until it does. Right. Like, and we all got to get places. <laughs> so, you know, I'm going to be at work. <laughs> Maybe you guys yeah. are going to stop going. I don't know. Right. And, you know, for most people that had been kind of for, you know, not necessarily locked in their homes for the past years, but trying to stay home more often than usual. I don't think you're really in the mood to stay off at home more often than usual right now. Um, just because gas prices are a little high. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe go with the sale spaghetti this week. That's all you got to do. You'll figure it out. <laughs> Bingo. 89 cents. Let's go. <laughs> Dan, get it off your chest. Um, all right. Mine's going to be a little bit le- longer this week. Just to prepare everybody. I'm, I'm basically going to absorb Chris's chest segment, uh, with the time I'll take his time. Thank Let's you very go. much. Um, and there's going to be some audio that I want to share with you, uh, DD and loyal listeners of the brunch breakdown, um, to really give the full breadth of what I want to explain here. Um, Dua Lipa, one of the biggest pop stars on the planet right now. Right. Uh, and her song levitating, which was huge is still getting tons of plays. One of the biggest hits in the past year, just an absolutely incredible song, right? Within the past week, she's had two separate lawsuits filed against her claiming copyright infringement over this song. Okay. So the first one is uh, a band called Article Sound System, and they released a reggae song in 2017 called Live Your Life. Okay. Um, so I'm going to play that song to see if you can tell how this might sound like levitating. was still going we could have done that for the rest right. of the i know right dd my initial thoughts yeah i can hear it oh right yeah. you can oh, hear it. yeah you oh, can yeah. certainly hear it in that song um it's close it's a it's a good reggae song by the way i'm throwing live your life on the summer playlist dude that's a uh, good song that's a really good song yeah yeah so a legitimate lawsuit on that one okay a lot of a lot of similarities Then we get to just a few days later, songwriters L. Russell Brown and Sandy Linzer claimed that she copywrote two of their songs that they wrote together. These are songwriters. A 1979 track called, and I shit you not, Wiggle and Giggle All Night, 
performed by Corey Day and a 1980s song, Don Diablo, performed by Miguel Boza. Okay. I'm going to play both of those songs for you now and see if you can try to get the comparisons. See if this sounds like levitating. So here's the first one, Don Diablo. All right. I wish I could be showing you the video of this too, because it's absolutely incredible as we lead up to the card. I want to hear the baby over this. Don Diablo se ha escapado, tú no sabes la que ha armado, ten cuidado, yo lo digo por sí. Anda por rincones y se esconde en los cajones de la presa que decida conseguir. Seguir, si sigue así yo se lo voy a decir. Que te cante ay mi niña como voto cuando guiñas yo quisiera darte un beso chiquitín con un swing por aquí por allí un beso chiquitín con un swing ja un beso chiquitín con un swing te agarra muy suavemente te acaba I hate to cut that one short. Dude, put that <laughs> on the bachelor party playlist, man. We're going to be on Tiki Boats just so, so right. that one's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that was uh Don Diablo. And I encourage you get to YouTube immediately. There is a 1978 1980 video of that song. Uh so again, another song by the same songwriters that their that their uh, the lawsuit is for copy infringement over Levitating. Here is that other song. I was walking down the street when I saw the handsome soldier boy wink a wink a winking at me. He said, I'd like to make a date. I said, so sorry, but his lady said, What's the matter, baby? Ain't you free? Ain't you free? Free to be the love of my life. He said, I love the way you wiggle and I love the way you giggle and I'd love to give you just a little kiss on your lips. He was such a delight. So we wiggled and we giggled all night. We wiggled and we giggled all night. This boy now got me wrapped around his finger. Destroyed now under his bone. Oh, get it. Oh. He treats me unkind, leaves me drinking till I'm blind. This boy now, I know he never will come. Come back, soldier boy. All right. <laughs> like we mentioned with the first one, it sounded a lot like it this has now gone too far this has gone way too far the first song yes we get it there are distinct similarities the second two like we're getting really desperate ladies and gentlemen these songwriters from the 70s and 80s it's getting way out of hand first of all what has taken you so long to realize that there might be a similarity okay levitating has been out for a year two years Right, (laughs) like that Dua Lipa album came out right before the pandemic started. Exactly. What has taken two years for somebody to go? You know what? That sounds like that song that we wrote in the seventies with that guy, (laughs) or that Wiggle and Giggle song. Why are you? What did it take you two years to get this lawsuit together? And it's absurd that any similarity automatically goes immediately to a lawsuit because, like, if this song wasn't popular, we wouldn't be hearing about this, and they wouldn't be suing, right? Um, It's the most serious mindset. You could you could think um, and these people, these so- singers, songwriters need to move on and get over this. The cadence of the chorus is the, is the same, right? Or of the verse. It's it's kind of the same. That is literally it. 
That's literally it. The other songs don't sound like levitating. Levitating's a jam. Your songs suck. So <laughs> just because your careers suck and you're pissed about your trashy, trashy songs from 1979 and 1980, get on. Leave this girl alone. Leave Dua Lipa alone. Now, the reggae group, you have some, le- you have some legit concerns there. But these other two, get out of here. That's all I want to say is get, get your trash and move on. I feel you. That first song, that's the full baseline of levitating. So, yeah. I mean, I they probably are going to get something from that. Because I, 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 whoever produced the track knew where they got that from, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's mm-hmm. the same. It's literally the same. It sounds exactly the same. <laughs> it so, does. like, you're going to have some explaining to do, try to figure out how you did the exact same thing without, you know, copying something that you heard before but the other two like come on you can't just be like oh well she's singing like i am right right you can't use that like you you think can't think the producer is listening to some obscure song that no one's ever heard of and being like hey if we take this and use this as the cadence of how she sings and maybe you know that's it's catchy like get the hell out of here but that's just not a thing it's like every person who every opera singer can't sue the next opera singer. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? It, it doesn't make any sense. It's like people who can sing, just sing. Like, I don't know. It, it, no, it doesn't. That just, I hate this whole thing. And it all started with that whole blurred lines lawsuit with the Marvin Gaye family and all that. And right. it was just because the jury were like, yeah, it sounds like a Marvin Gaye song. We're like, well, I'm sorry. It sounds like a Marvin Gaye song, but it's not right. a Marvin Gaye song. <laughs> But they, but once they lost that lawsuit with blurred lines, that opened up everything. That's the reason why you see when anybody has a hit song, they have to. It's like, oh well, Olivia Rodrigo um, talked about Taylor Swift on her Instagram in 2016, so you know that she was inspired by Taylor Swift when making this song. So we have to credit Taylor Swift on this song. And it's like, what are we doing? I think it's right. so dumb. It's like you you can be inspired by music. Everybody's inspired by someone. You know what I mean? Like no one just starts singing on their like their own way. Everyone's singing like somebody else, whether it's Michael Jackson or Usher or Beyonce or whoever it is. Everyone's singing like someone when they start singing and everyone, right. you know, and you just can't say the phrasing of the way that you are singing over a beat is the way <laughs> is, is mine. Like I did it first. It's like, no, you didn't do it first. And it's like, it just sucks because you have a lot of people suing and winning and being credited to certain amounts of money because, you know, because they sort of sound like something else. And I just yeah. I I hate it. I really hate it. I, I like because I think I think sampling music is cool. I always have because there are songs that I didn't know existed if they weren't sampled by like a rapper or an R&B artist or something like that. Like right. I just I don't know. That's the, and I think you discover music by sampling. You discover music by using certain lyrics that were in a song and you're not using them the exact same way. You're using them in your own way. I think that stuff's cool, but I, I don't know. And especially in the streaming world, when you can easily just find that song in two seconds, it's like, that's putting money yeah. in your pocket. Look, I don't, yeah. I don't know. It just, that stuff just makes me mad. So I'm happy you brought that up because it, it irritates me anytime I see something like that. I know. I was so frustrated to, to, to see it. And yeah, anytime it comes out and, they got enough publicity on the brunch, brunch breakdown. Yeah. Okay. We better, we better not get flagged for playing 20 seconds of your oh song, by the way, or we're coming after you. I'll tell you what. I hope not. <laughs> my God. You're going to get a text from me at like, uh, well, it'll probably be like midnight your time when I'm like putting yeah. it up at like nine o'clock. 
<laughs> like, be like, it got oh, flagged. You can't, I can't it believe got it. Flagged. <laughs> Amazing. Oh my gosh. But that's a good one. Well, Dan, we got it off our chest. Now it's time to open some brews. Yes. Chris isn't here, but I know he's opening up some uh, orange juice for himself. So better be to you, Chris. Yeah. And you know what? We talk about a lot of beers on this podcast. And you know what? I saw in my fridge today, which I could have grabbed another one, but I'm saving it for this week. I grabbed a Corona. Ooh, okay. I grabbed a Corona. We had some Coronas left over because we had some people over for the Super Bowl, and I forgot they were there. So when I opened up the fridge, I was like, I'm bringing a Corona to the brunch breakdown today because I miss the taste of a Corona. And Corona means summer, and it's... It's summer outside. Like, I don't know. Stop. It's summer outside out here. You need Woo. immediately. Like yeah. letting you know it is so summer outside right now. <sighs> it's like 80 degrees. Like the morning is like the morning. This morning was like 55. I was like, oh, man. Like we walked out. Like I put a jacket on search and I was like, oh, I guess you probably don't need this because it's going to be warm by the time you're outside at school. But anyways, dude, it feels like summer outside and like it feels good. Corona. We literally got two inches of snow today. <laughs> I legit didn't know that. I promise. I swear yeah. to God, I didn't know that. Felt like you were rubbing it in there. But <laughs> I swear to God, I didn't yeah. know Yeah. Like we've been trending towards spring pretty well. And then all of a sudden wake up today and it's a blanket of snow and coming down like heavy, thick flurries. Like what in the holy hell is happening? So not great. Not great over here. <laughs> That's hilarious. I legit did not know that. I apologize. Uh, I don't like to weather shame because um, <laughs> I did not know that. Wow. I, I need you guys to not have that weather next week, though. So, yeah. Get it yeah out your system. Over it. Over it. Over <laughs> it. Um, for me, I tried to keep things on the um, celebratory, almost vitamin C train as well, kind of getting into summer. Um, this is a sour from grist house. I haven't had a grist house beer on here in a while brewery from Pittsburgh. And this is one of my favorites that they do. It's a, it is a fruit sour, uh, and they call it alien champagne. And it's basically their take on kind of, a mimosa, right? So, but they use, uh, mango and grapefruit in it to give it that balance instead of straight orange juice. So Chris low ABV, we got to get you some vitamins, baby. Um, <laughs> I was afraid to open this up. Okay, but we're good. We're clear. We're clear on the the uh, the open up. So the alien champagne right there. Love this can Ooh, too, as that's well. That's a fun can. Really fun can all the way around. Um, and Grishas can do no wrong in my opinion. And that is just, it is bright. It is flavorful. It's not overly sour. It's still, you know, considered a sour, but like orange juice is sour, right? So I think sometimes when people think of sour beers, they think that they won't like them, but like juices are sour, like citrus. Yeah. It's sour from the citrus is really what it's from. There are things that you do to uh, include in a beer to make it sour and more sour, but in the finished product, it really, you really can't tell. You really can't tell that if you like orange juice, mango, uh, some grapefruit in here, this is an amazing, amazing beer. I have to like not look outside when I'm drinking this today because it is so warm weather feeling. It is. It's mimosa. It's perfect for the brunch breakdown. So we're cracking some alien champagne. I like it. I love yeah. that can. Where's Grist House? Millvale. 
Okay, Millville. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, shots to Millville. Shots to Millville. Gabby Barrett from Millville. I think she is. Um, I can't remember if she's. I think she's from Millville. She might be. She's from. Yeah. She might be. Millville, We're gonna go home, of, home of Mr. Spalls. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Where the, the, the house that Skunk 11 built. So, yeah. Oh. A couple breweries in Millville now, actually. So, nice little destination. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers, indeed. Okay. Oh, um, before we get into the main course, you just brought something up. Okay. So, if Willow Smith and Machine Gun Kelly put out a song that sounds like Hey Christina, you suing? <laughs> just hit me as soon as you said Mr. Smalls and Skunk 11. I was like, wait, we have a real <laughs> musician right here in the mist. If they put out a song that sounds like Hey Christina. Oh, I'm trying to think of a distinct, whatever the distinguishing part, a distinguishing thing in Hey Christina is. And I mean, yeah, like if they just sound like they're saying, hey, Christina, but they're saying like, yeah, I don't know, hey, or the horn, they or turn something. the horn line into like a guitar line. It's the exact same. Well, wow, that's an amazing question. Because <laughs> because listen, producers, they do a lot of digging. Like that's what is one of the things that makes Kanye great. You're like, how do you find these obscure samples? I mean, yeah. Listen, I don't want to say 7,000 hits on YouTube. You search around enough, then you can find it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Wow. That's a great question. Uh, Now, before anybody gets all judgy, uh, there are uh, ownership rights to the Skunk 11 songs, including Hey Christina, um, that they had to be repurchased from our producer. So, yes, there is money in it. Believe it or not. They may not have value, but financially, there is something there. Um. Damn, I think I'd let it go. Okay. I think I'd let it go. If it, we're talking Willow Smith and MGK, I'm letting it go. If it's like, you know, if Tim McGraw comes out with a song and it sounds like, hey, Christina's, whoa, flag on the play. Let's go. Let's go get him. Let's get him. You know, so it might depend on the artist for me. <laughs> That's the best. I can't <laughs> wait for uh, Morgan Wallen to put out a version oh, of hey, Christina. <laughs> kill me now. Oh, my God. <laughs> I hear that dude's name one more time. Yeah. I'll be happy. I'll be happy to line up in court. God, amazing. <laughs> All right, let's get into the main course. All right, Dan, let's break out uh, this this graphic we have right now for villains. Your favorite yes. movie villains, some of our favorites, some other ones. We're going to talk about this. And I, I've just been super excited because this Batman movie came out and this is kind of like very timely. It uh, blew up the box office. Everyone's super excited. And it's like, who's the best sports movie villain? Shooter McGavin, Ivan Drago, White Goodman, Big Red, Johnny Lawrence, Rachel Phelps, Bud Kilmer, Clever Lang, Gene Garrard. Yo, Dan, when you see this beautiful graphic with all these amazing movies, I mean, it literally it goes I mean, from from Rocky to freaking Rocky to dodgeball to freaking bring it on. Just come on. I'm happy Gilmore Major League. Yeah. I mean, yeah, some of the best of the best villains here. Right. Um, before we get into the other category, because there is a block for other. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is a really difficult because this is, you know, the, the fact that you put it into it's put into sports movie villain category 
makes it more difficult because some of these are comedies, right? And some of these are more serious. So it's how you like really perceive the villain because they have different roles where you have a shooter McGavin who's evil, but funny. And you need that from that character, from the villain. But then you have an Ivan Drago and, you know, you need someone that's actually evil and that you want to hate throughout the movie. So it's really tricky to kind of separate the not to, to not have to separate those two and put them in this in this same category. Uh, my favorite here might be Shooter McGavin, though. It really might be. And I know that might seem like an obvious answer, but he because he gives me that balance of you want to hate the guy, but the comedic element that he brings to the table, too, is so perfect. And he's present throughout the whole movie. And just when you think he's going away, he keeps coming back. I mean, Shooter McGavin, Shooter McGavin, it might be... Might be number one here for me. Well, but that's very, very difficult. What, what was your first thought? Uh, my first thought when I saw this was, yes, the two Rocky. Uh, like, I don't like I just didn't think of Clubber Lang as a villain, I guess. Yeah, I guess he is. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, But, you know, Johnny Lawrence. Uh, I, I feel like that's like I feel like that's a lot of people's favorite. But like, yeah, when I saw this, when I saw Big Red, I was like, now that right there that's a villain like it's big red <laughs> and it's ivan drago for me mm-hmm. because ivan drago killed a person yeah in a boxing movie yeah you don't kill people in sports movies right <laughs> <laughs> ivan drago killed a man in the movie he's the ultimate villain uh, but man um and made for a great arc in Creed 2. But like, it's Big Red and Ivan for me. Those are the two. But I hear you. Shooter McGavin, fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, and same with White Goodman from Dodgeball, yes. right? And he, I mean, villain's an, an interesting term because there's more comedy there than anything, right? There, yeah. there really is more comedy there. And, and you're right. You, you wouldn't expect to put, if you were to say, list the, the 10 best sports uh, movie villains. I can't imagine many people were throwing big red on the list, but like when you see it, you're like, Oh yeah, she should be there. Yeah. Makes total sense. Cause I wouldn't have thought of that either. And then you put, you see it on there. It's like, Oh my God, no one is worse than big red. Right. Like big red is a terrible human being. Yeah, for sure. So it makes a ton of sense. You're right about Ivan Drago. I mean, that's a very, I think favorable answer as well. Killing naturally puts you to the top of of any list um rachel phelps from major league sneaky evil villain another one where you don't automatically go yeah yeah top evil sports movie villains like definitely definitely evil villain and um probably a little bit underrated on list on this list in my opinion i was surprised but also again it's one of the ones where you see and you're like yeah yeah, you know what? She belongs there. She belongs there. So fun to watch, though. I yeah. think that's the hardest part for me with this one. It's like when I think about sports movie villains, like ah, some of them are just so much fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Rachel Phelps, right. fun to watch. Very fun to watch. Very yeah. fun to watch. And I don't think there's anybody on this list that doesn't belong here. This is one of the very few no. lists where we haven't had to kick somebody off of, right? No. Yeah, no one. No. Everyone belongs. Yeah. Everyone and, belongs for sure. 
they did this right. They did this Dude, right. I just thought about something. Freaking Big Red started cultural appropriation. Like, oh. holy crap. Like, Big Red was going to Compton, stealing the black girls' routines, doing them, and winning championships. Yeah. <laughs> wow. The movie was from like 2000. Right. Very. Wow. Wow. That's a good call. Very timely. A lot of layers to that character. Yeah. A lot of layers. Yeah. You're right. Timely. Timely indeed. Interesting. Interesting. I like that evaluation there. Wow. Um, But out of this list, it's Ivan Drago for me. Who you got? Yeah. It's hard for me not to choose Ivan Drago. Um, And you're making, you're like convincing me more and more that Big Red is the... (laughs) The person, the, the person to go with here, um, boy, oh boy, I'm sticking with Shooter. I'm sticking with Shooter. I know that's that just seems like a goofy pick, but like when you and the reason I think of that is like when you say best sports movie villains, he is one of the ones that comes to my mind quickly. Not that these other ones don't belong here, like we've said, but he's one of the ones that comes to mind quickly. If I'm not going Ivan Drago, I think I'm leaning. Shooter McGavin, but I think there's a couple cases for some others. Did oh. you have any others that didn't make necessarily this list that that, that it seemed like they were left off? Oh my gosh, uh, the Iceland coach from Mighty Ducks too. Wolf the dentist stands. There you go. That's his name. There you go. He's the guy. First one that came to my mind. First was one. Him. How, I don't know how he's not on this list, but again, it's one of those ones where who do you who do you remove? Maybe Jean Girard. Is is who you yeah. take off there? Maybe he's probably the weakest of the nine. Big time. Um, he's so goofy in that movie. So yeah, kind of like you know, right, right. But Wolf of Denton Stanson in in D two absolutely yeah. came to mind for me, and he just has that look for that character, so perfect. Um, Coach Red from your favorite movie, The Water Boy, <laughs> <laughs> from what Louisiana State or Tech or whatever the opposing team was stealing plays trying to get the water boy not eligible to play just that southern character and he's always just evil intentions got the evil laugh so i thought he was a uh a, a good nominee to to put in this category as well um another one that i was going for was uh spike from little giants i love that pick that is another one him and his dad yeah like yeah 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 and his dad as a team they are both just terrible and i went to those two right away i'm telling you big red really opened up the floodgates for what i think a movie <laughs> villain is because i was like wait hold on. it really did and definitely uh spike and his dad in there because at first i was going to say ed o'neill but he's not a villain in the movie right and especially the, about how yeah. it ends in the end yeah. right he's not a villain like he's just an uncle and just is actually like kind of nice throughout the movie him and his brother have their thing going on but it's really yeah. not like mean to the kids or anything but right spike is a wild boy and his yeah. dad is making him that wild so yeah him and his dad for sure i like that pick yeah i like that pick a lot um you got any other others to list i mean this is there's a lot out there right but some of them like some don't of them aren't like, along ah, some of them aren't 
mean. At least I yeah, don't right. think of them as being mean. I don't I think of them more as just kind of being funny. I don't know. So but yeah, those are the two that jumped off for me. Like, I don't have any more others, but those are the two that jumped off for me was like those two from some of my favorite. Yeah. Sports movies. Yeah, growing up. for sure. For sure. But this is a great list. Yeah, for sure. It's a great list. Whoever uh, put this together. So let us know your thoughts at brunch breakdown. Who on this list, including any others <laughs> who we're missing is the best sports movie villain, but can't go wrong here. It's not often we get lists where we're happy with the whole plethora of everything. And these are all, these are all great selections, all great movies too. Definitely. Absolutely. I'm trying to think is who was, who was the bad person in angels in the outfield? Cause like, Ooh. It was about two orphans. Something yeah. happens. Who is the bad person? Who's the bad guy in that I movie? I guess the system. It's going to go with the system. Just America, the system. I don't know. Just the system. That's the problem with that. Same thing with like, like there Mike. There should be an easy answer, and there's not. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with like Mike. Oh, in like Mike, it's the fake family that try to uh, adopt Calvin Coolidge. Yeah, it's right. that. It's them. They're the villain in, yes. in that movie. Right. Because, yeah, they just want him to be there. Like, they just want to have the money because he's in the NBA. Yeah. Right. I'm telling you. So sneaky villains. Sneaky the, villains. The system. Angels in the outfield. What a. Yeah. The system. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. All right. Well, let's go on to our next topic here. Um, Dan, you found this gra- graphic not too long ago. So tell it to the people. Yeah. Um, as I pull it up here, <laughs> this is from the the good peeps over at the uh, Wash Media podcast. We had some help with them last week doing the bar tab one. And uh, this was from those those that group as well. And it's a simple graphic and it says it's 2005 and you just got this bad boy and it's a six disc CD changer. And the caption is what CDs are a must. So throwing it back 2005 CD era, right? Yup. And our favorite CDs from around that time around graduating high school, going into college right around that time for all of us. So did you have one that came to mind right away where you, you thought back to back to 2005 era and you, you knew you, you knew it was a CD you had and one you had to get right away? Uh, one thing I just had to do on my phone just now, because listen, teachers tell you that, you know, you don't need calc. You won't ever, you'll be able to use calculators when you're an adult. You can. So I was like six times 18, 108 bucks. That is because that's how much it used to cost to buy a cd at that time it's 108 bucks in there man and and i don't know how big your cd thing was but mine was like the 250 huge and i also had the visor and so basically whoever was riding shotgun with me like you had a job like oh yeah it wasn't just like casual it was like no you have you have a job to do like we are going through this whole thing but um cds uh, i'll tell you the first one it's get rich or die trying 50 cent because in 05, that thing was still, ev- I mean, it, it, that thing was still everywhere. And yeah. so that's absolutely in a solid number six spot 
and is just never leaving. Like for two years, it was just, it was, it was just there. Right. Right. No, I love uh, you're you're absolutely right. I had I had that one on my list too. That that uh, coming out what the the year before and just that that staying power with yeah. that album was oh. was so good. And you just kept playing it and kept it around. That's definitely getting a, a spot in the CD changer here. For me, it goes back to honestly one of my favorite albums of all of all time, uh, "American Idiot" from Green Day, out in two thousand and four. Also, but still was on the charts in 2005. And so if I'm looking back at that time, that is a CD I owned. It did sit in the disc changer for many, many months. And still to this day, I can, you know, declare one of my uh, favorite albums really ever. And um, American Idiot from Green Day. So that was, that was first overall pick for me as I knew that that was, that was definitely one that, that had to go in the changer then. Yeah. You had to have that in there. Um, dude 2005 man and here's one that is interesting when i was like doing just like a quick 2005 check it's like Mm -hmm. it's so funny the people who are still around and the people who are not (laughs) and um and it's like kanye is in there one way or another it's either college dropout or late registration it's probably Mm -hmm. college dropout Mm -hmm. because that was just it was everywhere once it took off and it was like kind of a slow burn. And all of a sudden you just knew everybody just had it. And yeah, like college dropout Kanye still in there and still just going like, Oh man, 2005, six dude, six, this changer, like, man, if you had a six, this changer in your car or in your house, man, shit. (laughs) Shasta, what, I don't even know how you say it. Was it Iowa or something? Or Iowa, because it wasn't it's not yeah. Iowa. It's Iowa. I think it's how you say it. I don't know right. how you say it. A-I-W-A, the freaking six disc changer in the house. Man, right. best. Right. Yeah, and you got to think this is back to the time. And, and obviously, we started getting in the digital era with music. But, you know, people, when people were still buying out CDs, albums, you had to do that if you liked a song or two. Yeah. Right. And you didn't digitally download it and start burning CDs or weren't able to do that at the time, weren't allowed to do that, whatever it might be, <laughs> or didn't want to pay for the individual songs and do it. But like this was still in that time where you like a song or two and then you go buy the you go buy the CD because it had those favorite one or two songs on there. Um another one for me is was again also 2004 into five was three cheers for sweet revenge from my chemical romance where they really blew up with that album. And that's again, one that had a lot of staying power for a long time. Um, and I have a feeling that's going to make its way back up under the charts pretty soon as they prepare to finally, uh, go back out on tour. It's part of their comeback, which is unfortunately much longer in the making than they anticipated, uh, right as the pandemic set in, they announced their long-awaited comeback. Uh, so that one's probably going to sneak back up there. But that one for me, 2004 into 2005, most certainly would be in that disc changer. Yeah. Um, you know, putting some classics in here, but I can't forget that, like, what you just said, Dan. You were like, because we had to buy CDs to get the one song. Because right. the recording industry, never on our side, was like, forget <laughs> singles. No, you're buying the whole album. Right. Why exactly. a lot of people, whoever sold, if you sold albums in the like in the early 2000s, like those people have lots of money. 
like lots, lots of money, <laughs> just letting you know, or they blew through lots of money. There's nothing to feel sad about for those people. Mm-hmm. Um, D12, uh, D12's world. Yeah. Purple Pills is on that album. And that is the only song on that album. And I absolutely had that in the changer. There might have been one other song on there. Who knows? All I know is Purple Pills was on there and I had to buy the whole album for that one damn song. Yeah. Oh, that's a great pick. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Great song. Great pick that you're. Yeah, you're just committed to the album at that point. Yeah, you just got to. You have, you have no choice. So I'm sure I found another song that I enjoyed, but I'm sure I didn't. Right. <laughs> uh, one, I think for a lot of people, that was the same way. Fall Out Boy from Under the Cork Tree. Ooh. That had Sugar We're Going Down on it. And they're huge, huge hit, right? And for a lot of punk pop punk fans, that was just a CD you wanted to have with a lot of other songs on it. But for a lot of people with sugar, we're going down. That was huge for them. Absolutely huge. I bet you most people could not name that album that that song is on, honestly. And that plays into that whole thing. You like a single and you go get the album. Think you'll like, hope that you like more. So that was one for me, 2005 fall boy, really starting to, to come on the scene from under the court tree. You get in, got to get in get in there early for sure. A uh, great artist by the name of Nelly put out an album called Sweatsuit. It was a double disc. One was called Sweat. The other was called Suit. That takes up two spots in the disc changer. (laughs) Because it's just Nelly is nowhere to be found now. But I, it's so hard to describe. And this is the reason why Nelly can jump on a country song and it becomes so big. And he's so loved in the country community because Nelly was so big. He was huge. Like there was, and I mean, we're t- and he has, and the thing is, Nelly has a catalog. Like if somebody were like, oh yeah, I'm going to go see Nelly tonight. I'd be like, oh, that'll be fun. Like, cause Nelly has a catalog mm-hmm. and like, man, Nelly put out a double disc called sweat suit <laughs> and it sold millions millions and it's not even that he put out a double disc like together like you bought one thing no sweat and suit were separate albums so you had to pay 18 dollars for one and 18 dollars for the other (laughs) and he sold millions and millions of copies of that album like man oh man like yeah nelly sweatsuit i completely forgot about that completely forgot about that you're absolutely right that's incredible yeah (laughs) yeah you get that's two on the changer yeah, you're taking you're, you're gonna have two rota- rotating two. in there. Um another one for me. Speaking of bands that were like starting to come more onto the scene, uh the killers and their album Hot yes. Fuss. So Jenny was a friend of mine, Mr. Brightside. Somebody told me, um, all on there, huge yeah. songs. And so that made it an album worth purchasing and realizing, like, oh, okay, I like this band a lot and think they're gonna be around for a while. So Hot fr- hot fuss from the killers was w- would definitely be a go to. Got to get to, got to get to Sam Goody and get that album so I could throw it in the CD changer. No doubt. <laughs> God, Sam Goody. Oh man, were you a person that went into? Because, because I know some of the record stores didn't, but like, um, went into the store and listened to the music in the store with the headphones. Did you ever do that? I definitely did that often. Yeah. Yeah. For Absolutely. Sure. <laughs> all right. My uh next one is uh, all right. It's a mixed CD. 
It's a blank CD. It's got my writing on it, okay. but it all has a theme. So it's not just me like, you know, going to put, you know, Paramore and Beyonce on it. No, no. Slim Thug, uh, Paul Wall, Mike Jones, all from Houston. That entire Houston movement of that just happened in 2005, just out of nowhere. And I think I have my year correct. I'm pretty sure it was 2005. And um, but if not, whatever. Facts don't matter. It's the brunch breakdown. Um, <laughs> I it's just a whole CD of just that sound, like sitting sideways. Who Mike Jones, him saying his phone number a million times on every song, like just that whole sound that still sounds so good today also, um, because that music aged very well. But it was just like it hit and then it was gone. And like those three people, Paul Wall, Slim Thug, uh, Mike Jones, man, that's the whole CD is all three. Wow. (laughs) That's great. Those are great ones. Oh, yeah. I love that. I love that a lot. Um, next or last one is not my most proud, but <laughs> I can't help but remember that at this time in this year, I had this thing on blast, repeating it quite often, the whole thing. The soundtrack from the movie, The Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> yes. And I had seen the musical prior to 2005. Always liked the musical, but the then the movie came out, right, with Emmy Rosen was in it and really dug the soundtrack for some reason. And I did. I purchased that and I had it. I had that one blasting for, for a while in the changer. No doubt. No doubt. Not proud, but. It's, I, I can't help but run away from it. I can't run away from that. It's, it's the truth. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now that yeah. is the surprise of the list. Yeah. <laughs> that is definitely the surprise of the list. Phantom of the Opera. I was not ready for that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it doesn't fit in well with the others. No, no not at all. I wasn't ready, but I love it. I love it. That's why I listen to the brush breakdown. That's why I'm here. That's why the people That's are right. here. We're not just here to give you the obvious choices. Anybody can do that. That's right. That is beautiful. We would have one hell of a man. Wow. That would be one hell of a party. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone bring their best CD from 2005. We put it in a changer to see what the hell happens. You just let it go. Yeah. I love that. Oh, yeah. That would be wild. That Big would be fan. wild. <laughs> Big fan. Big shouts to uh, Lil Romeo. I want to say Lil Romeo might have had something out at that time. Okay. Um, yeah, I feel right. like that would have been something in there for like one song, but yeah, mm-hmm. just throwing it out there. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. I love it. I love this graphic. Oh, man. All right. Well, uh, Dan, it is up to you now. You have a taste test, and I don't know what it is. Yeah. So we have a brunch taste test. We have these from time to time. I'm very surprised that Dan volunteered to do this because whenever he does them, they're the, the worst taste tests of all time. So whenever I do them, they're delicious. Dan, take over. So if you tuned in last week on Brunch Court, we had some really fascinating items. And one that we weren't split on by any means was the late night taco truck jelly beans. <laughs> And I managed to 
get my hands on a package of them right here. Yes. Right yes. here. Um, I might have to split this taste up into like two weeks because there are seven jelly beans here, I think. <laughs> um, but I'll give you a quick recap in case anybody missed it. And I know, Didi, you weren't here last week. We did have uh, somebody who's had these before, and they gave kind of mixed reviews, right? The, uh, the guacamole tastes like cilantro. The margarita mm-hmm. is good. Uh, the horchata is like sweet cinnamon. The salsa is terrible. It's like spicy tomato. Mm-hmm. Uh, the churro is like a muted cinnamon, and the beef is a what Chris wants on a T-shirt. Uh, meaty sweet jelly bean um so let's dive in we'll go with margarita oh my god this is oh. the one that's supposed to be good oh my god here we go dan is trying the taco truck jelly bean margarita is good beautiful it's fine that's safe it is it's sweet a little bit of lime margarita i can get down with all right, get margarita, down with the real stuff. Come on, come on. I knew margarita was going to be good. That's simple. Margarita, that's, that's fine. That's simple. Um, up next is uh, churro. Okay. This is a brown jelly bean. Mm-hmm. Definitely some cinnamon. Definitely some cinnamon. Too much? Not too much, but I want a little bit more. I okay. want a little bit more of the churro flavor. It was just, it's just seemed like a lot of cinnamon. Okay. That works. This isn't the best beverage to have between these things, by the way. <laughs> no, this beer. Is, that is a bad move right there. I feel like I need to clean the palate and I'm not doing that. <laughs> Next one up is salsa. A very clearly red. Okay. This is one I fear. Now we're talking. Right? Now we're talking. Let's go. This is what I fear. Oh, for F's sake. <laughs> I can't even take another chew of it. So a salsa jelly bean isn't good, Dan? Oh, gosh. Like, I'm two chews into this thing. It's still mostly round on my teeth. Who knew that a salsa jelly bean? (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, uh, listening to Brunch Court right now on the Brunch Breakdown. Dan is uh, choking himself through a salsa jelly bean because salsa and jelly beans aren't (laughs) supposed to happen. They're not supposed to mix. They're not. It's disgusting. It's so bad. It tastes like rotten tomatoes with dirt on them and then sprinkled with sugar. Oh. That's horrendous. I love it. That's absolutely horrendous. Like This is where I was like fearing to like move on with this whatever let's finish it up guacamole this is the last one i got i got one more i got two okay. uh well i got three left okay guacamole like this won't work either right no it shouldn't and it doesn't no Ugh. <laughs> what are they doing like why do they think this is a good idea why not just make a bag of margarita like Right? Jelly beans. Come on. Like, you can make margarita jelly beans. You can make strawberry margarita jelly beans. You can right. make just regular margarita jelly beans, and they'll all taste good. 
Oh boy. Amazing. It is. It's like cilantro. It's like cilantro. That was very accurate. <gasps> oh, this is amazing. This is this is okay. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to that one. I'm gonna go to horchata. This is this is supposed to be pretty safe. Right. It's supposed to be sweet. Cinnamon. Oh yeah, let's go. Okay. Okay. That's good. Surprisingly, you've done enough to make me want to go buy these. So, like, I'm gonna go buy these. That horchata is great. You've it's done almost enough. like toasted marshmallow with some cinnamon. That's good. The white horchata. Okay. Okay. The last one might make you change your mind. I mean, what are you three and you're three and two? Margarita. Or- Margarita is good. Churros pretty good. Horchata is really good. Yeah. Salsa is terrible. Guacamole is terrible. It's three two. Yes, the three two. I think we're about to even up the uh, score here. <laughs> Last but certainly not least, beef taco, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I th- and I think this is beef taco because it looks a little bit similar to the churro. Okay. So I'm assuming I got this right, and I'll know right away. <laughs> I definitely got it right. Ooh. Ooh, 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 so beef and ta- so a beef taco shouldn't go into jelly bean, huh? Ooh, it's making me squirm. <laughs> it is are- like a meaty, sweet jelly bean. That's absolutely accurate. Sweet and meaty, baby. Only at the brunch breakdown. That's exactly what that is. Oh. I don't know why I I had to, I uh, I don't know why I ended with that one. But half the pack is good. Half the pack's good. Some of them are really good, but the ones that are bad, it is. It's like that game where you have like the booger ones and the ones that taste like dirty socks. It's like you're taking a gamble. Sometimes they're good, and but this one you at least know going in. Good luck, ladies and gentlemen, with the late night taco truck jelly beans. And thankfully, it's got all the descriptions right on there for you. Wow. Um, Dan, thank you for your service. Yeah, happy to send the bag to anybody that wants them. <laughs> I can't Enjoy. wait to buy these. I'm so I'm Ooh. so excited. Wow, that's fascinating. <laughs> well, uh, Dan, into something that you know you're going to love every piece of. That is what we are listening to this week. The playlist is on Spotify, updated every, hopefully by Friday, if me and Chris give Dan the... Uh, the songs in the playlist. And while Dan uh, washes down his beautiful, beefy taco jelly beans, <laughs> I'll start off what we're listening to this week. Um, I'm going to go with Gene Dawson, Porn Acting. Gene Dawson, this song came up on uh, Apple uh, Music Super Bloom, which I absolutely, I'm absolutely obsessed with. I love it. It's all new music and whatever. And I love it. And it comes up and I'm like, holy shit. This song's incredible. Deep dive on Gene Dawson and his music's awesome. So if you like what's happening with the pop punk scene and the rap influences and all of that, uh, Gene Dawson's a lot more hardcore, which is cool that there's like less poppiness of this. And it's like this guy does not care if his song is heard by anyone. Um, So definitely check out Porn Acting. Because the reason it's called porn acting is because this whole song is about somebody being a fool of shit. So, like, that's why it's called porn acting. But anyways, Gene Dawson, check him out. Also, (laughs) 
on the Coachella lineup down there. And I'm very excited. I am Small very font. excited. Cool. That I Small font's cool. I hope he has a slightly decent time so I can see some of Gene Dawson's set because holy crap. Yeah, His I, album's amazing. I, I love this kid. So check it out. All going to come down to that magical start time, right? Yeah. It's always yeah. tricky. For sure. Uh, first one up for me, Charlotte Sands. Um, she came out with a new song called Lost. And I think I've put her on the playlist in the past, or she's been featured on some stuff. I know there's been a, a recent one that she was featured on uh, with the main, I think, and some other people, I think. But, um, you know, she's into the alternative pop punk scene, and this is another just jam um, she just released her EP not that long ago. I might've put one of those songs on as well. Um, and then she released this song called lost upbeat. It's kind of like dancey for the pop punk style. If you know what that's all about. And I think the re- lyrics can be really relatable to a lot of people. Just really, really catchy. Love this song this week. Lost from Charlotte Sands. Nice. I like it. All right. Uh, my guy Breland uh two years ago he was my last in-studio interview at radio disney now he is uh and i was the first person to interview him on the radio first person to play his song on the radio and this past week he was performing with thomas rett at the acm awards so the american country music awards uh his new song praise the lord put that on there it is funny it's catchy and it's just a really good song dan you're probably gonna hate this song it leans more towards gospel than it is country though so like you might like it you might like this song because it is more of like a gospel song feel to it than it is yeah. a country song. It just hits on a lot of like, you know, country notes of that. But um, but yeah, Breland, praise the Lord. I am so happy for him. Like, I'm just so happy for that kid because I was like, I told him to his face, like, you're a star, man. And he's just like, whatever. And we all felt that way. And it's just it's wow. I love it that it's coming to life two years later. So check that out. That's amazing. That's awesome. Um. Here's a collaboration we didn't see coming. Cheat Codes and Icona Pop. Mm. That's right. Icona Pop, of course, famous from their uh, collaboration with Charlie XCX back in the day. I love it. Yeah, of course. Uh, Everybody knows that one. But joining forces with Cheat Codes to make this like kind of awesome electro dance track called Payback. And, you know, they're they've they're, they're better as feature artists. They are. They're. You know, they're when you, you you bring in the guys like cheat codes and put them together, it's 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 really well done. And I can see this being played. If you're out clubbing it still, then this will probably get thrown in the rotation. So cheat codes and iconopop with payback. I'm excited to hear this song. I'm very yeah. excited. All right. Uh my last one this week is uh I want to shout out some people. Uh, I want to shout out Camila Cabello and I want to shout out Fireboy DML. They both have very popular songs out right now. Camila Cabello just put out a song, Bam Bam, with Ed Sheeran. Fireboy DML put out his song, Peru, that I don't know if you listen to the radio, you ain't going too long without hearing that song. And Ed Sheeran <laughs> is on that. And I am telling you right now, you guys don't need to put Ed Sheeran on your songs. Because I realized this while listening to Bam Bam, which is... That music, that song sounds so good. And then Ed Sheeran comes in and it's like, it doesn't fit. And I like Ed Sheeran. I'm an Ed Sheeran fan, but it doesn't sound good. And then you listen to Peru and there's a version of Peru without Ed Sheeran. And I'm like, this is better. (laughs) (laughs) So guys, we don't need to put Ed Sheeran on all of our songs. I shouts to Ed for, you know, jumping on them. That's cool. I like Ed, but like, 
Doesn't need him. So I'm going to put Bam Bam on here that has Ed Sheeran. I need a version without him. And then I'm going to put the version of Peru without Ed Sheeran on it. You're going to like it better. Trust me. There you yeah. go. It's a good point. He can make a lot of songs better, but he can also make a really good song not so good. Yeah, it's just he that Bam Bam. He doesn't do that on Peru, but on the Bam Bam song, it's like, we don't need you. because that song is so good and i'm super happy for camilla cabello that she's got a song that sounds really good on the radio right now but like that she's just put out but man i I don't need ed on that song at all it just doesn't it just doesn't fit it's like this is like i feel like i'm like salsa in my car and then here comes the irish guy yeah i I don't (laughs) there's there's somebody else that could have been on that song it didn't need to be the white red-headed guy it's like you're having a you know a little margarine jelly bean margarita jelly bean and yeah. all of a sudden someone you got a, a salsa thrown into the mix by accident. Whoa! Yeah. Except the other way around. Yeah. Right? It's just you know it's it just doesn't fit. It yeah. Just it just it, it just it just doesn't fit in the song. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna put yeah. those both on the playlist. Shouts to Ed nice. Sheeran. We love you, but yeah. just yeah. don't need you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last one up for me is from Ash. Uh, she put out a song called Another Man's Jeans. And I also featured her a while back, probably within the neighborhood of six to eight months ago and known more for her kind of softer vocal tracks, you know, usually some guitar in there and some piano, but this new song, I, 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 I always hate when people do this to me, but I'm going to do it to everybody listening because I can't, I have to mention it. As soon as you hear this song play, you're going to think, oh, this is a Cheryl, Cheryl Crow track. This is all I want to do is have some fun. This is exactly what the song is. And it kind of has that backbeat and that guitar strum is kind of that version. And it's a little bit of that, uh, uh, you feel that with the song. And I hate that song. And I really dislike anything Sheryl Crow's ever done musically. But I like this song. (laughs) I like this song. It's usually not a good vibe to fit with, but. With Ash, she she made it work for me. Um, like this is a song I could see on an Applebee's commercial. It's like one of those. It has that feeling, but the yes. lyrics the lyrics just don't match. You know, another man's jeans. So lyrically, it doesn't. Yes. But I hate to put all those things in people's head when they're listening to the song. But that's what's going through mine. I had to share that crappy Cheryl Crow and Applebee's commercials. But it's a really good song, nevertheless. Another man's jeans from Ash. Amazing. <laughs> I have a bonus track because uh, I listened to the brunch breakdown last week and I was on my way home and I heard um, Chris talking about Russ and Handsomer and how he did the TikTok challenge for it. Well, the person that he released the song for was Haley Knox, who we put on the playlist a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And I'm going to put that on there because Chris said this version's better. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think the version with Haley takes it to another place. So I'm going okay. Handsomer staying on. Shouts to Russ, independent artist who I feel like not a lot of people know, but then sells out Staples Center. That's when I realized that Russ was huge because it was like, wait, Jeez. he sold out Staples Center? Wow. And then, it, yeah, he was like on TV and it was like, oh, yeah, like Russ is in LA, like sold out Staples Center. And you're like, how? Nobody knows him. But that's independent and his rise. It's incredible. So shouts to Russ. But yeah, Handsomer is a good song either way. But the version with Haley Knox is better, Chris. I love that. <laughs> uh, and for Chris, uh, 
really based on his requests, we're also nationally, we talked 2005. Um, this was maybe a little bit before that, but something that household needs, we're throwing vitamin C on the playlist this week, a Chris Gates special Beautiful. for sure, just for him. Beautiful. I love it. <laughs> I love it. And uh, we should put 2005. When did, yeah, let's put So Sick by Neo on there as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's put that on there as well for Chris. Those are Chris's champs this week. <laughs> so sick and vitamin C. Those are his picks. Yeah. Those are his Let's picks. put that on there. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. It'll be easy place to put together. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, Dan, uh, well, anyways, you can find the playlist for the Sounds of Brunch on Spotify. Make sure you look for it. We'll be putting it out there, all of that. So check it out. Updated every week with all the jams we talk about on this show. And we have a lot to talk about on this show. So it's going to be filled this week. Um, Dan, any final thoughts before we get out of here on the Brunch Breakdown? Do not recommend taco truck, jelly beans, Brock's DD. These are your people, man. They really, they really messed this one up, they, but they got me. They got my money. What can I say? Listen, they got mine too. Cause as soon as I see them, I'm buying them. As soon as I see them, I'm buying them. Half the bag is good. Dan, I, we shall see. We shall see. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it for the brunch breakdown. We'll talk to you guys next week.